Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Derek Henry rushes into the record books on your bench. Started at only 14% of these last night. CBS Sports League. Welcome, everybody. The fantasy playoffs have begun. It is Friday, December 7th. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. Did you play against or did you start Derrick Henry in any leagues last night? Neither. I had him on the bench in one league, and I had him in my starting lineup in one league where I just missed the playoffs. Jamie, I know, know, Jamie, you didn't have quite as much luck in that department last night. Uh, No, I played against him in one league. Um, Thankfully, it's not the playoffs. It's a 10-team league, so we start the playoffs next week. Uh, But it's, uh, it's an undefeated team for me. And so um, I'll see if I have some magic left, but uh, uh, going to be tough to keep that keep that intact. Have either of you guys ever had an undefeated season? No, no, yeah, neither have I. I know Nick Costos did it last year. Quite yeah, impressive. Uh, all right, Will Brinson has one right now. I think. Really? Does he? I think. I think our auction. Yeah, actually, I'll check. Wow. Okay. I think we're gonna get. We're gonna try to get Will on. Will, if you're listening, I'm gonna try to get you on the show next week. Hope you can come on. He hosts the Pick Six podcast, which is absolutely awesome, and you should listen to it. So that I do not believe. Well, it definitely wasn't the best fantasy game in NFL history. I believe that belongs to Clinton Portis in non PPR and half PPR, and I think Jamal Charles in PPR. That's just for running backs. Portis had 254 total yards and five touchdowns with two catches. Jamal Charles had 215 total yards, but he had eight catches. So he had 20 rushing yards, Jamal Charles. Eight carries, 20 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Eight catches, 195 yards, and four touchdowns. I think that's the best game in, in PPR. Uh, if anybody out there has any, any other information, please let me know. So uh, how mad are you when you texted me last night and my response to you? Oh, my God. It was, it was so mean. Not so mean. He, texted me, he texted me last night. Uh, how do we find out who had the best? performances in fantasy history, single-game performance in fantasy history, however you phrased it. Do you want me to read it verbatim? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, by the way, while you're looking it up, uh, Will Brinson, 13-0 in our auction league. Listen to this team. Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, and Todd Gurley. Wow. Brandon Cooks and Adam Thielen as his receivers. Zach Ertz is his tight end. Wow. Nick Chubb is his flex. His bench is not so good outside of the fact that he does have George Kittle also. And Doug Baldwin, if Baldwin ever gets it. Wow, that's a heck of a team. But that starting lineup yeah. is insane. Uh, he has, and I, I don't, I haven't seen anything close to this. He has scored two thousand eighteen fantasy points this year. Wow, that's a heck of a year. Yeah, he'll lose. Uh, how do we find out the best fantasy games for a running back in NFL history? <laughs> Look them up. How? <laughs> My friend said Clinton Portis had a five touchdown game. Google. That's a James. Google is according. Google to it. Thanks. Yep. Most touchdowns in a game, most yards in a game. You'll see it. And he was right. I did see it. So, Jamie, great I mean, advice. You know what you did? This is this is what uh, a certain person's wife does to him on a constant basis, uses him as Google. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember Scott White a year ago, I think, beginning of baseball season, was writing something. And I wasn't even in the office. He texted me uh-huh. from his desk to ask me where the Royals play their spring training games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so 
Listen, what what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, what are your thoughts on Derrick Henry moving forward? Do you have confidence in him now? He gets the oh, he gets the Giants next week. That's amazing. I think just because and and then the week after that, I believe it's Washington. Yes, it is also good. Yeah. And so you have the setup as amazing as possible. Uh, I tweeted the Giants numbers for running backs allowed last night, and somebody replied back to me. When was the last time you saw a shooting star the second time around? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. It it there there's obvious you know I mean he's definitely going to be a letdown from where he is, but he has scored now in five of his last seven games, and so given what the workload has been, uh, you know I know Heath you talked about this quite a bit the last couple of weeks how they've made the transition back to Derrick Henry as the lead guy. I can't imagine a scenario where he's not getting 15 carries against the Giants, and it's been five games in a row since they lost Damon Harrison. And five games where there's been a running back that has scored at least 14 PPR points. So not just that, Jamie. Five games in a row where a running back has had his best or second best game of the season against the okay. Giants. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, that won't happen next week. <laughs> you've also true. Could be a second best. Second the, best the last maybe. two weeks for the Giants, and this is going to be an interesting game for them clearly, but it's more on the on the Washington offense than it is the Giants defense. But like Josh Adams was not as great as Matt Breida or Peyton Barber the two weeks prior, and then Jordan Howard given where he's at, played well, but only 76 yards rushing for him. So I think if you just say that he's in that range, Adams was 84 yards. Yeah. I think Henry could be 75 to 85 yards with a touchdown. And I don't know, like, where you think you're going to rank him, Heath. Well, I'm going to put him in the number two running back range. You have to against the Giants. Yeah. I would guess he'll be around 24 for me. We have uh, we have eight games to get to today and a lot of starter sit, uh, so you know we'll obviously be able to talk about that all week next week and it is interesting and it is amazing. He and he's earned he's earned more playing time. Um, but Leonard Fournette, I just want to make sure we get to Leonard Fournette because Heath, you were low on him, and uh, I thought you were kind of crazy. And he had he had his chances near the goal line, he couldn't get in, but only fourteen carries. This is a weird game. Um, and yeah, he had a bad game. Uh, not much else to say. About well, I, and I moved him up a little bit, so I hate myself for that. Um, but it turns out it's a bad combination to have like Giants castoffs as your offensive line and Cody Kessler as your quarterback. <laughs> it's uh, if there's no one blocking for you and no threat of a downfield passing game. You know, it's funny. I actually thought Kessler didn't look awful when he had the chance to throw. I agree. He, he made a couple of good throws. He had yeah. a connection with Didi, who is like just throwing the ball ten times a game. Do you think he was in the touchdown? Yes, yes. I, I do. do. Yes, I didn't think he was until they came back from break and showed that second angle, and yeah. I think he was. Corey Davis dropped a touchdown. That was annoying. Mariota could have had a pretty good game, but it just you know it was. He wasn't really him. very good. He was Mariota, you know, eighteen. Yeah, he did his job. Hand the ball off. I mean, sixty-four yards. Your, your running back couldn't get tackled. I thought they were trying to break his arm on the on the last uh, attempt to get him the fifth touchdown. Oh, I forget the linebacker was. He just grabbed his arm and looked like he was about to do like a Ronda Rousey armbar. And they were pretty excited about keeping him out of the end zone. Good job, Jacksonville. Uh, all right, so that's basically it. Taewon, Taewon Taylor, I would not mind having him in a dynasty league. He looks like a pretty good player, but I don't know how fantasy relevant he is. Uh, do you do you have confidence? Last question: Do you have confidence in Corey Davis moving forward? Yep, he'll be a borderline number two, number three receiver. I mean, the Giants. You know, you've seen that secondary enough to know what they are. Washington's. Same no, thing. we don't because they, this is going to be their first game without Landon Collins. Could make a big difference. Oh, true. And uh, John Smith will don't know how long he's going to be out. Right. Uh, they also lost Tajay. Sh- well, Tajay Sharp hurt his ankle, and right tackle Jack Conklin left with a knee injury. 
Okay, we've got so many emails in the inbox, and I haven't had a chance to get to any of them, really, because we have the Mailbag Show coming up, and that will be airing tomorrow afternoon. We're going to record it this afternoon, and that is going to be a very extensive mailbag. Heath is on the mailbag with me, and Heath is just like, quick, 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 answer, answer, answer. He's very efficient. So we'll get to a bunch of your questions. Make sure you uh, tune in for that, and you can email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, and please sign up for our FanDuel contest. It's only $5. Uh, $5 to join our FanDuel contest at fanduel.com slash FFT, fanduel.com slash FFT. Rankings debates. Not much here. Uh, I want to talk about Trubisky because Heath has him eighth. Dave and Jamie have Trubisky 16th. But Minnesota, specifically Cousins and Cook, I feel like you guys are a little low on them. Cousins is 17th for Jamie, 14th for Heath. Cook is around 20th, a little higher in PPR. And I just look at Seattle's defense the last six weeks. It's bad. Almost every fantasy-relevant player is doing well against them. Um, So why, uh, and maybe it's just because quarterback's so deep, but why is Cousins 17th for Jamie, 14th for Heath? Um. I think this is a relatively low-scoring game. I still believe in that building. <laughs> and in, in this, I think it'll be a pretty wild environment. Monday Night Football with the playoff spot still hanging in the balance. So I don't... And, and also, 14 at quarterback is not saying he's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, he's averaged 16.8 points in his last four road games. He is 5-12 and 12 in his career in primetime games. He is one and four in his career with the Vikings this year in primetime games. Yeah, his and last I one think... was great, right? Though the Saints, that was last huh? game. His last primetime game was the Saints, right? And sure. Lit him up. I, I apologize, um, I interrupted you. No, I, I just, I don't think part of the reason why teams play well against Seattle is because they score so efficiently. I do not expect that to happen this week. I don't like Russell Wilson this week either. I think both those guys are going to struggle. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Okay. Uh, and Dalvin Cook. So, you know, you have him behind some or many of the replacement guys, I believe. And, you know, I'll just get my handy-dandy stats on this game. Um, so the average passer rating for Seattle's last – the last six quarterbacks to face Seattle is 108.4, which would be the seventh best in the NFL. Uh, a running back has 100 total yards in five straight games against the Seahawks. And a wide receiver has 91 or more receiving yards in six straight games against the Seahawks. And you guys have Thielen and Diggs high. But 100 total yards in five straight games for running back against Seattle. I kind of thought, Jamie, I thought that would be the kind of stat that would get you excited about Dalvin Cook. I mean, I like Dalvin Cook. I just don't know like where the ceiling actually is for him yet. I would like to see him get more than 10 carries in a game. That would excite me. Sure. He's done that once all year, and it was week one. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, uh, the catches are, are pretty good for him, though. Yeah, they they were awesome last week, and if he gets 10 targets this week, then we're going to be too low on him. But the three games before that, it was 4-3-3. Three, and three. All right, so you'd start, would you start Jeff Wilson over? Cole? I would, yeah. And both Chargers guys? Yeah. Yep. And not. I would not start Jackson over Cook and PPR. Samuels? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why so high on David Johnson, top 12 running back? You know what I'm going to say about Detroit. I, I think touches in a game where they can win. Okay, I'm not going to fight you on that. 
Uh, but David Johnson is a top 12 running back and does have a tough matchup, but he's getting more than 20 touches a game. And let's talk about Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, pardon me. 16th for Jamie, 8th for Heath, 16th for Dave. Heath, uh, you are the high guy on Trubisky. Yeah, and I didn't really expect to early in the week, but just the more that I looked at it, I think that the Bears are probably going to have to be throwing. Um, I think that if you look at what Trubisky has done fantasy-wise, he's been awesome. And he got 25 fantasy points in five of his last seven games. And this defense is better with Aqib Tlaib. Otherwise, I'd probably have Trubisky ranked in the top three or four. But um, I like the fact that he gives you a little bit of floor with his rushing production. And I expect him to have to attempt quite a few passes. I would like to rank one of his receivers higher if I knew which one he was going to throw to. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really like the setup for him because I don't think this is going to be Rams come in and put up 40 points because his Bears defense is good. So I don't see a situation where it's like this crazy comeback effort for him. I think it's going to be uh, kind of a little bit of a back-and-forth type of game. Um, I am a little bit nervous about the offensive line for Chicago in the middle of their line without Kyle Wong there. Uh, we've seen them struggle a little bit. And where's the strength of the Rams defense is in the middle of their defensive line. So I also don't know how healthy his shoulders. Um, obviously, he's practicing full, so you have to assume that he's 100%. But uh, this defense, I think, is going to start to trend in the right direction, and Trubisky makes me nervous well, in this spot. One guy I moved behind him yesterday was uh, Cam Newton. Oh, really? Because I feel better about his shoulder than I do Cam's shoulder right now. <sighs> okay. And, Jamie, since you're obviously lower on uh, Trubisky, would you start Cousins or Wilson over him? Uh, I would start Wilson over him, and I'd start him over Cousins. All righty. Well, one thing we can all agree on is the absolute greatness of Omaha Steaks and the package you can get from Omaha Steaks, the family gift package. How about, this is $195. $195. Okay, we'll take 74% off of that and give it to you for $49.99. $49.99 if you go to omahasteaks.com and type in FFT in the search box. It's FFT. That's what you type in when you do the search on omahasteaks.com. And look, this is a family-owned company, America's original butcher since 1917, dedicated to quality, and you are getting just an absolutely amazing package for that $49.99. Four hand-cut, aged-to-tenderness top sirloin steaks, two savory premium pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, four Omaha Steak burgers. They're awesome. Four snappy kielbasa sausages. They're even better than the burgers, my favorite thing in there. All beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, and get four more burgers for free when you type in FFT in the search box. And Omaha Steaks is a fifth-generation family-owned company with over 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef hand-cut by master butchers in Omaha. So please uh, take advantage of this awesome offer. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type in FFT in the search box and get that limited time package for $49.99. News and notes, Melvin Gordon missed practice. Still expecting him to miss the game. Rob Gronkowski is going to play. Evan Ingram looks like he's going to play. He practiced in full. Isaiah Crowell missed practice with a toe injury. Do we think Isaiah Crowell might miss this week's game? Let's see what he does today. Yeah. Um, for those people not relying on Isaiah Crowell, <laughs> I would actually like to see Elijah McGuire play just to see what could potentially happen with him in a feature role. Yeah, for sure. I mean, would would you would you be willing to start him if Crowell's out? He'd be in the flex conversation in deeper leagues. I don't think anybody in a twelve team or ten team league playoff situation is going to start Elijah McGuire. 
Let's say Crowell is out and McGuire is in. Who would you prefer, Spencer Ware, who I know we're kind of down on this week, or McGuire? Still Ware. I'd probably rank McGuire higher. All right, Eric Ebron mispracticed with an illness, so I think we still expect him to play, but something worth monitoring. Joe Mixon was limited with a foot injury. Do we think Mixon plays? Yeah, he. I think he was actually full yesterday, wasn't he? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought he was limited, but we. He, I, I, whatever it was on Wednesday, I think was improved on Thursday. Okay. Cam Newton expected to play. Chris Carson expected to play. Doug Baldwin mispractice. Are we concerned about Baldwin play? He misses a lot of practice. Yeah, not yet, but you can't start him. He has another injury. Right. This is a hip. Right. Which is attached to the groin, which is not far from the knee. <laughs> But uh, he so, almost has a full connected injury. By your logic, he has a neck injury. He just needs a hamstring. Okay. Uh, Sammy Watkins was limited in practice again, and Kansas City signed Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, now they can run three tight end sets. <laughs> and this, you know, I know people don't think that this is relevant. Oakland wide receiver Seth Roberts missed practice due to a concussion, but that is a guy who had six targets last week. He's somewhat involved in the passing game. Could only help. Jared Cook and, say, Jordy Nelson if Seth Roberts misses the game, which he seems likely he will. And Marcel Aitman. Okay, Marcel Aitman, sure. Uh, I wanted to do this yesterday, and now it feels repetitive, so I don't know how much I want to do it. But one more time, let's talk about those waiver wire running backs, and you could just give me your quick thoughts, although I think we pretty much got it, except for Jeff Wilson, who will break down today. But Chargers against Cincinnati, Edelman and Jackson, go. I'll say start them. I'll say Eckler is still going to be good. The great thing I think I said, for the Chargers I Edelman? And, what I say Edelman instead of Eckler. I, think so. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I said Eckler I, the, or Jack and Jackson. I meant Eckler the, and Jackson. Go ahead. The Chargers and Steelers have such incredible matchups that I don't. I don't think you have to worry about if one of these guys is only getting 12 touches. 12 touches is enough against these defenses. So I still expect Eckler to see close to double digit carries and five to six targets in this game and score a touchdown. I think Jackson gets double-digit carries, maybe only one or two targets, and scores a touchdown in this game. And I'm starting both of them. I'm starting Jalen Samuels. Ridley's the one out of this whole group that I'm not really that excited about, but he has a desperation touchdown-dependent flex. Yeah, I think the one thing to fear with Eckler is if they score early without him doing anything, based on Anthony Lynn's comment about keeping him rested, then we could see him maybe not doing much in the second half. Okay. So of of the guys in not like I think you just have to take the chance with Eckler and PPR based on what his role is on this team. But of the Samuels, Jackson, Eckler, Wilson group, in non PPR Eckler makes me the most nervous. In non PPR, see in non PPR. Because I can see a situation of him getting the same touch as Heath just said, but thirty rushing yards, maybe 30 receiving yards, and those six points are going to really kill you. And then I, I think Wilson facing Denver, I, I, I think he really needs to be involved in the passing game. And I hope he is, and he had eight catches last week. Because look at the last six running backs against Denver. Just their rushing yep. totals. David Johnson. Yeah, but, but he's going to be involved in the pass. You're, you're okay. not going from him getting nine targets and eight catches and Kyle Shanahan coming off that game saying that was by design to facing this Broncos defense and saying we're not going to do the exact same thing? All right. Well, just to frame it, David Johnson had 39 yards rushing. Hunt had 50. Lamar Miller had 21. Melvin Gordon had 69. Connor had 53. Joe Mixon did have a good game last week, 82 yards on 12 carries. 
Right, but Hunt, Gordon, and Mixon, I know, I think there might be one more guy, had 95 total yards. Yeah, yeah, they were, the receiving totals were very important for them. Yeah, you, ha- you have to have him catch passes this week. So, again, like I, I think you look at it. Right now I have it ranked. I, I have to switch it. I think Jackson's better than Wilson in non-PPR, but in PPR I don't think it's close. So you're, okay, you're going to have Wilson ahead of Justin Jackson in, in PPR. Yeah, because okay. I don't think Jackson's going to. Jackson's going to need to score. How many carries do you think Alfred Morris gets? Five? Seven? Okay. I think seven's a good number. All right, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if he had seven carries against Oakland or Cincinnati, maybe, you know, we'd feel like he's a desperation flex. But against Denver, that's just that's just not enough. And the, bi- the big problem is I don't know if Alfred Morris is on the field if they fall down two scores. And that's that's relatively possible. Yeah, I think they could win. I mean, that is no Emmanuel Sanders, no Chris Harris. That is one crappy game, ladies and gentlemen. They, they went they went from the beginning of the season, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton as their top three receivers, Jake Butt as their yeah. – You could, I mean, he may not have been, but the, the, our thought was Jake Butt as the, the primary tight end, to now Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, and Tim Patrick with Matt Lacoste. I mean, that's just an, an amazing turnaround for an entire receiving core. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do the start over. they lost two tight ends along the way. Yeah, uh, and their center, maybe someone else on the line. And the, let's do the start meter for the last two games we'll preview today in case you're not sticking around for it. Uh, the Arizona-Detroit game and the Giants-Redskins game. LeGarrette Blunt at Arizona. I think he's uh, he's in the starting conversation in non-PPR. He's gotten 16 carries two games in a row, and Arizona's run defense has been bad. I'll go four in non-PPR, one in PPR. Uh, okay, I'll do seven in non-PPR, <laughs> five in PPR. Thank you, Heath and Jamie. Uh, Theo Riddick in, in PPR only. Theo Riddick. Four. Five. Kenny Galladay. Nine. Seven. Yeah, I mean, number one receivers have destroyed Arizona lately. Um, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, six. Yeah, six. Evan Ingram. Four. Yeah. Adrian Peterson. Six. Uh, seven. Yeah, I mean, that's terrible situation offensively in an amazing matchup. It's Yeah, it's uh, it's really quite the uh, – it's kind of like that Denver-San Francisco game. We got a lot of yeah. bad football teams playing this week. Yeah. Jets, Bills. Yeah, yeah. Titans, Jags. Uh, maybe maybe the Titans are good. All right, beat the waiver wire real quick. Um, yeah, you know, it's I don't think it's great, but maybe I'm missing somebody. The DSTs, uh, if somebody dropped Minnesota, very, very possible. They've got the Dolphins next week. The Saints are at Carolina on Monday night. Uh, Cleveland is at Denver. I don't think you're going to want to gamble on that. Uh, and Washington is at Jacksonville. That would be, that would be uh, certainly one to look at, Washington at Jacksonville. Man, they just showed that Derrick Henry run again on the TV in this room. I know Jacksonville did a really bad job, but holy cow, was that a great run. It's it, it's it's just so stupid that they haven't just been – like I, if I was Mike Vrabel, I'd walk into whatever room that it is that has a whiteboard and just circle number 15. Write number 15 and circle it. He's got to get 15 carries every game. What? Oh, my gosh. Have you been paying attention to what happened in the first 13 games of the season? Do you know what happens when this guy hits you 15 times? 
Jamie, he's been so bad this year. Look at the I beginning of the year. They gave him, I, they I, gave I, him I the work. They, they had games where they won where he was getting 18 carries. You have to at least put the threat of that physical presence on the field and take your chances. We'll see what happens. He... He he no he's he yes, has not. I, I know yards per carry means the world to you. No, Adam, he hasn't earned to, it. He hasn't earned to, it. You have to attack defenses a certain way, and this guy hurts defenses. He's up over he's up over uh, four yards per carry now. Yeah, yeah, great. It was at what three point six or something going into the game. He hasn't earned it this year. He got the opportunity early. He was terrible at no point before last week. Were we saying after week three when he stopped getting the work? Were we saying Derrick Henry needs more work? Like no, that we never said that. We were saying Deion Lewis needs more work. Um, Lamar Jackson is Tampa Bay in theory. Doug Martin at Cincinnati is not a bad option. He's like seventy something percent owned, and and Jordy Nelson at Cincinnati. Jordy's the one that I was thinking that I, if I was if I just had a roster spot, I was playing with. I think he got twelve targets last week. If even if he's not good this week, but you see him get eight, nine, ten targets, I'm going to be very interested in him against Cincinnati. Yeah, I hope Doug Martin's healthy by next week. And two running back, Martin and Legarrette Blunt are kind of in the same boat. Martin's at Cincinnati, Blunt's at Buffalo. Um, might be able to steal you some points as a flex. Let's go to the games. Minnesota is at Seattle. Stat of the games, uh, game to you. It's just how bad Seattle's been against competition in the last six weeks. Um, and we already debated Kirk Cousins. So if you want to hear about Kirk Cousins, please check out our rankings debates section. And you want to expand a little bit more about Dalvin Cook? You just want to see more of a workload before we commit to him? I mean, look, you're starting Dalvin Cook. I, I, I can I can understand if you want to take the chances on these guys that you picked up off waivers. But if he if he's gotten you to this point with the way he's been playing, there there's definitely an arrow pointing up with what could happen for him. Okay. So he's top 20, but he's not – I don't think he's like top 16 or anything. No. And uh, I'll give you some flexes. Dalvin Cook or Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, I'll take Fitzgerald and PPR, Cook and non-PPR. Okay. I was that, – that sounded close enough to me that I was actually looking at my rankings. Um, I think I will take Dalvin Cook in non-PPR and in PPR. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Heath. Uh, we'll move on from that. Again, we talked about Dalvin Cook in the rankings debate section. Uh, so, are, is there any hesitation to start Adam Thielen? He's uh, struggling lately. Lately, I can't sit him. No way. Okay, it is a good matchup. Like I said, wide receivers had 91 or more yards in six straight games against Seattle, including Dante Pettis last week. Kyle Rudolph. Any interest in Kyle Rudolph? I don't want to start Kyle Rudolph. Although, did you watch the Thanks Kyle video on Twitter last night? No. Yeah, you need to watch that. The Vikings tweeted it out. You, it's like seven minutes long. You need to go watch every second of it. Why? What is it? Uh, it's uh, his video for his nomination for Man of the Year. Oh. And it's all these kids and parents um, that he's gone and visited at the hospital, oh. writing him letters oh, and him gosh. reading the letters. Well, it's fantastic. Now I want to start um, him. What's that? Now I want to start him. Yeah, I don't want to start him okay. because then I'd be mad at him after the game, and I just want to stay happy with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Seattle's been very good against tight ends, although I think only two tight ends have more than five targets against Seattle this year. Oh, no, two tight ends have more than four targets against Seattle this year, and Kyle Rudolph's been bad, so we'll try to get away from Rudolph. Uh, any waiver wire tight ends? Uh, Herndon, I assume you'd start over him? That's the one. Yep. What about, like, Matt Lacoste or Dan Arnold? 
I think those guys are interesting. You know, it just comes down to what your comfort level is with those guys. I I don't think they'll be that much worse than Rudolph. Right. Yeah. Rudolph has a higher ceiling, though, if he plays the way that he's capable of playing, but we just haven't seen that yet. Yeah, there are eight tight ends that I have projected between, like, 5.0 and 6.0 fantasy points, and he's one of them, and Matt Lacoste is one of them, and so, like, whatever. <laughs> okay. One of them will score a touchdown, maybe two. Uh, Russell Wilson. So 14th for Jamie, 8th for Dave, 12th for Heath. Eight straight games with 22 or more fantasy points for Russell Wilson. 25 or more fantasy points and six points for passing touchdown leagues. In six of those eight games, he's been outstanding. In tough matchups, how has Russell Wilson done? Uh, 25 fantasy points at Denver in week one. 18 fantasy points at Chicago. 19 against Dallas. Eight at the Rams. Why did I put that in there? Is that with Tlaib? I don't think the other other games were with Tlaib. No. Tlaib, Tlaib hasn't played since week three. Okay, that was an easy matchup, and he didn't do well. And 23 fantasy points against the Chargers. So he really hasn't been like grading those tough matchups, and that's reflected in your rankings. I mean, it's just, uh, again, the numbers with Everson Griffin on the field, it's oh, now, it, it, it's gotten better, <laughs> uh, but 12.8 points per game for opposing quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks they've faced. I mean, Amazing. Rodgers twice, Brees and Brady. Yeah. Stop there. And, and Trubisky. I mean, yeah, you could throw Trubisky, Garoppolo week one before he was hurt. Yeah, it's been amazing. Okay, um, Chris Carson, starter sit. I'd rather sit him. Yeah, flex at best. Spencer Ware or Chris Carson? D- d- don't forget it. With Russell Wilson and with Chris Carson, DJ Fluker's out. And a lot of their success running the ball came when Fluker was playing great. It's true. I just want to point out they had one game a few weeks ago without him, and they did run the ball well, but that is that is true. Um, Carson or Ware? I'll take where? I'll take Carson, but they're separated by like two tenths of a point in my projections. Okay. So, Stephen Ridley or Carson? Carson. Carson. Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, David Moore. Anybody? I'll I'll use Lockett as a high end flex. Um, Baldwin maybe in PPR as a high end flex if he plays, but no. Uh, David Moore got replaced by Jerron Brown last week. Yeah, I'd be nervous about these guys. Uh, uh, you would assume, you know, Lockett will move in the slot a little bit, but that's most likely where Xavier Rhodes goes. And Lockett is the most touchdown-dependent receiver that we have that is playing well. Oh, yeah, I know. It's crazy. He gets, he gets like four to six targets every week, and he catches a touchdown almost every week. He had two week. last week, right? He has yeah. three games this season where he's failed to score a touchdown. Going into last week, he was the only tw- top 24 PPR wide receiver with under 50 catches. <laughs> Uh yeah all right and is is Lockett a better flex than say Chris Carson? Uh, I'd probably rather have Chris Carson just based on touches. What a fascinating game this is! I think. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Would you start either DST? Uh, I would prefer not to. Yeah, I don't really want to. It's going to be a really interesting game. Who do you think wins? I I think Minnesota's better, but I kind of feel like Seattle wins. I think Seattle wins a low scoring game. Yeah, I think exactly what you said, Adam. You're right. I am right. I'm going to tell you something else I'm right about. I am right about our sponsors. They are all awesome. And Stamps.com is a really great sponsor. I have used Stamps.com. First of all, it's a very easy website to use. Go to Stamps.com, click the microphone in the top right, and enter FFT. Microphone on the top of the homepage, type in FFT. This is some offer. All right, we already told you about the Omaha Steaks offer. How about the Stamps.com offer? A four-week trial 
and you get postage and you get a digital scale. And there are no long-term commitments there. Four-week trial plus postage in a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to stamps.com, click the microphone, and type in FFT. And what do you get? With that, well, you get a whole bunch of time that you're going to be saving because you don't have to go to the post office now. It's a holiday season. You got a lot of stuff to send out. You can do it all with stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer, and then the mail carrier picks it up. No trips to the post office. It could not be easier, and it's 24-7, obviously. Stamps.com is always open. So for someone like me who hates leaving the house, you know I love me some stamps.com. Make sure you go there, click the microphone, and use the code FFT for that four-week special trial offer. Rams at Bears. Oh, wait. Got some news first. Uh, According to NFL Network, uh, Duke Johnson has been away from the team because of the death of his grandmother. Oh. So our condolences there. Uh, But the report is he may not play Sunday. Wow. Okay. And a little boost for Nick Chubb. But that's sad. Very sorry to hear that. Yep. Um, all right, Rams at Bears. Stat of the game. A keep to leave, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I think this the question is how much you buy into it. Because Tlaib played like 30% of the snaps last week. He didn't even play that much. And they still played so much better against the Bears. It's also, though, keep in mind that when Tlaib was healthy early in the season, they also didn't have Dante Fowler. So you have the threat of a pass rush now, at least an improved one. You have the threat of a better secondary, and you have a situation where most teams against them are chasing points, so it's you know what they're doing. Plus, you have the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, pretty good. All right, so here's stat of the game number two, which is a, a different subject. It's about Trey Burton. Dude, the Rams have allowed a touchdown or 90 yards or both to five tight ends in their last six games. Two of them were Kittle and Kelsey. The three of them were not. Any interest in Trey Burton this week? Was it Trey Burton or Adam Shaheen? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Burton for me is in that same Kyle Rudolph, Evan Ingram, Matt Lacoste, Crapburger. <laughs> and he could catch five passes for 60 yards and score two touchdowns, or he could get one target. Yeah, I, I have no interest in him. Oh, it's so frustrating. Okay, so we talked about Trubisky. Heath has him, I think, eighth. Jamie, like, what was it, 16, something like that? Yeah, 16th for Dave and Jamie, Trubisky, eighth for Heath. If you want to hear that discussion, please rewind, listen to the rankings debate. We'll stick with the Bears. We talked about Burton. Is there any any good start? Is Cohen a good start? Amazing start. I'm starting Cohen for sure. Okay. What about Howard? This is not a good run defense. No. I don't want to start Howard. I've got him behind Ware and Carson. He's really a lot like LeGarrette Blunt for me. I'd rather start Howard than Blunt in PPR and Blunt than Howard in none. Yeah, I'll take LeGarrette Blunt all day over Jordan Howard. Does it bother you at all that the Rams allow the fifth fewest receiving yards to running backs when it comes to Cohen? Not with Cohen, no. Okay. And would you start any of the waiver wire guys over Cohen? Uh, no. Uh, in non-PPR, I uh, probably not. Okay. It's really close. With who? With Jackson? With all, They're all, all right in the same range for me in non-PPR. 
All right, how about I'm sorry if you said this, but how are we feeling about Allen Robinson? Number three. Yeah, a little interest. Okay. And really no interest in Trey Burton. So then let's go to the Rams. Gurley is an easy start. Adam, wait, I'm sorry. What did you say about the Rams, the receiving numbers? Two tight ends. Two running backs. Fifth fewest receiving yards. Oh, receiving yards, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They have they have allowed a, a touchdown to a running back through the air in three of their last four games. Yeah. But but they did but like if you look at what they did, like Kamara in those three games where they allowed a touchdown to a tight or four games, right? A touchdown to a running back. Kamara yep. had thirty four yards. One. Mike Davis had twenty two. Kareem Hunt had forty one, and then last week Theo Riddick had twenty six. So Oh, I'm not saying it's great, but you know, again, you're they're they're getting their running backs in the end zone. Yeah. And Rams. Gurley, yes. Are Cooks and Woods like automatic starts? Yeah. Yes. Whether they're number ones most week or number two probably this week, yes, you're starting them. How about Josh Reynolds? No. Okay. Honestly, like the Bears aren't that good against wide receivers. They're 18th against wide receivers, so you should feel good about Cooks and Woods. But you guys all have Jared Goff 15th this week. Interesting. Disgusting. I mean, it's a road game against a defense that has a good pass rush. So I think he'll be good. I don't think he'll be great. It's a similar situation to Cousins with Thielen and Diggs both being good, but Cousins just being okay. I feel the same way about golf. I, I would imagine that one of them score and one of them has good yards. I don't think you're getting two touchdowns out of both receivers. But I don't have any interest in Josh Reynolds. I think that Robert Woods will get about 70 yards because he does that. Probably safe. Every game. Last week he had 67 yards, was the second fewest of the season. All right, so Goff, uh, oh, there's only one thing. Jamie, I think you have, do you have Josh Allen over Jared Goff? I do. Wow. <laughs> In your fantasy playoffs, dude, really? Absolutely. Ooh, boy, that's bold. I'm playing somebody who is starting him, I think, over Josh Allen, I think, over Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but I'm starting him over Russell Wilson. Over Kirk Cousins, over Carson Wentz, over Trubisky, and over Jared Goff. Yep. Uh, this this person has Matt Ryan, Mitchell Trubisky, and Josh Allen, and they have Josh Allen in their starting lineup. And just to practice what I preach, uh, I'm in a first-round dynasty matchup, and I'm starting Josh Allen over Carson Wentz. I can understand that, because Wentz just doesn't really have much upside. He has, like, two games with more than 24 fantasy points. He has a tough matchup. But... Allen has as much downside as any quarterback in fantasy. I sure. mean, so it is scary to me to to start him over Jared Goff, who is the number six quarterback in fantasy. Yep, that is terrible. One guy's playing the Bears, and one guy's playing the Jets. I know, but one guy's Jared Goff, and they have arguably the best offensive line in the NFL, and one guy's Josh Allen, who probably has the worst offensive line in the NFL. Well, Jacksonville's probably the worst, but. Hey, man, you know what? It's bold. It's bold. Uh, it's just fun. All right, uh, what about the DSTs in this game, Rams and Bears? Uh, they're low-end starting options. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's a lot of upside for either of them, but I, you don't have to get away from them. I prefer to. Okay. Bills, Steelers, uh, Saints. Tit- Titans for sure. Titans, yeah, Saints. The Titans should have had a better game. I feel like they should have had at least three defensive touchdowns against that terrible team. Uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. 
I mean, I, the NFC home games are so much harder than the AFC home games, I feel. Including, is this game hard? I don't know. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Stat of the game number one. Tampa Bay has not allowed more than 24 fantasy points to a quarterback in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues in seven straight games. Now, if you don't play in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, 24 points is solid, but it's not league-winning stuff. Do you think Breeze breaks that uh, 24 mark? I, I think it really – I mean, it's hard. I don't think he's going to have an enormous day in terms of attempts. I don't think he's going to have an enormous day in terms of yards, and you know you don't expect anything from him on the ground. So it's just going to come down to I, – I think he probably throws two passing touchdowns. If he throws three or four on 19 attempts, then yeah, he has a big day. But I, I like him as a low-end starter, but I prefer Jameis. Uh, I'll take Breeze over Jameis. I think it's close. Uh, I, again, you know, it didn't work out as I expected Thursday with some of the intangibles that typically go into some of the things the Saints do. But this is the one of the two teams that beat them. This is Breeze getting thrown off his MVP track a little bit. And it is a defense that you can have success against if you do score touchdowns. Now, we saw him against the Falcons two games ago not have a high yardage total, but still found the end zone four times. I think it could be one of those type of games, too. I got to be honest with you. Like, I, I gave you the stat. Seven straight games where a quarterback has not scored more than 24 fantasy points. Which I'm is looking no, at the list. It's atrocious. It, uh, of the guys? Yeah. And not just that. Mayfield, Dalton, Cam, Alex Smith, and Manning all had passer ratings over 100. So I am not really buying this uh, that there's a big turnaround here for Tampa Bay. Maybe oh my god, Eli it. was one fifty six. Yeah, he had, he missed one pass. He was sixteen of seventeen, right? Seventeen of eight. Seventeen of eighteen. So I am not quite buying it. It's just a matter of are they just going to run the ball a ton and he's not going to throw? But it, you should feel confident starting Breeze. He's sixth for Jamie. He's seventh for da- or Heath. He's tenth for Dave. Um, you should feel confident starting Alvin Kamara, but we have a lot of questions about Mark Ingram. Are you confident? The, the one thing to keep in mind, though, with this game is apparently there's going to be some potential for rain. Okay. So if it's uh, a, a downpour during the game, then you have to be a little bit worried about Breeze. Yeah, they were practicing with wet balls. All right. Keep it keep it in mind. Am I supposed to laugh at that? Mark Ingram, start or sit? Uh, I'm starting Mark Ingram. I do think they're going to run it. This is going to be a run-heavy script for them. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have much success stopping whatever the Saints want to do. I think they're going to want to run, so I'll start with running backs. I know how you feel about Dalvin Cook. Like, solid start, but not super excited. How do you feel? Uh, who do you like more, Ingram or Cook? I'd rather start Ingram. Uh, I'd start Cook. Okay. Waiver wire guys over over Ingram? Yep. Uh, it's, they're, they're right in the same range. I, I probably... Uh, I'd probably just go Ingram. I probably need to adjust my rankings on that. Okay. Remember, waiver wire guy. When I say it, means Eckler, Jackson, Samuels, Wilson. It does not include Ridley and Morris. Uh, New Orleans wide receivers. Anyone other than Michael Thomas? No, thank you. No. Yeah, it's a great matchup, but you just you don't know who it's going to be. And Dan Arnold is is fun. Tampa Bay allows the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, you know, it's it's a flyer. He's seven percent owned. Going to the. Buccaneers, you guys like Jameis a lot. Eighth for Jamie, sixth for Heath. Saints allow the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and he's playing well. Uh, you know, you'd start you'd start Winston over Brady, right? Yep, yep. Over Matt Ryan, over Trubisky, over Kirk Cousins, over Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck or Jameis Winston. I'll go Jameis. Uh, Luck, but I have him back to back. Okay, 
And then Peyton Barber, another stat of the game. Only three running backs all year have had 16 or more carries against the Saints. Barber has had 16, 16 or more carries in three straight games. Do you have any yeah, interest been, in him? Like He's just, he maybe he falls into the end zone. That's all you're hoping for with him. Uh, I don't think they're going to have success running the ball in this game. I would rather start almost every running back we've talked about so far. Bucks receivers are a, a pain in the neck. Break, Why? Break him. Uh, well, I think you know it's easy to start Mike Evans, but you have to acknowledge that he seems to have some bad games here and there. Because well, he's a lot played of now four feet. games with Jameis that Jameis has started and finished. In two of those games, he's been nine PPR points or less. In the other two, seventeen or more. Yeah. Yeah. And in, it, it's it's funny, like it's almost the same thing with the Saints. In his last five against the Saints, two over, I think it's twenty-two PPR points, and three under ten. And you have to start Evans, but of you have a little trepidation because you know there are a lot of mouths to feed. Do you like Humphreys or Godwin better than Evans? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Comparing the two of them, Humphreys versus Godwin. I have them back-to-back in both formats. Godwin over Humphreys in non-PPR. Humphreys over Godwin in PPR. I'll take Humphreys second, Godwin third, and I'll start all three. Okay. Dave and I had an interesting debate for our Google segment on FFT yesterday Uh of Evans versus Amari Cooper. Evans versus Cooper. Ooh. Yeah. So Dave likes Evans better, uh, as does Google. Um, (laughs) I like Cooper better just because I, I think you you can almost guarantee his production when he gets eight targets. You can't guarantee like I, my argument was I like both. Cooper has a higher floor from what we've seen. Uh, Evans has a higher ceiling if things go right for him. Sure, yeah, I'll take Cooper. Would you take Godwin or Humphreys? Consider let's say you have them ranked very similar over waiver wire running backs. Um, I think in non PPR. You, you can make a case for, you know, I mean, look, just look what Godwin did last week. You know, if, I don't think you could pencil him in for 100 and a touchdown, but that's the upside. I will take Humphreys and PPR over all of them. Uh, Godwin, I would put behind all of them, but they're both just like barely ahead of them and barely below them. So same range, let's say. And then I, I'll be starting Godwin over Golden Tate. I'm sure that's an easy one for you guys, right? Yeah. I would do that as and well. I don't have to make this decision, but I have both Edelman and God. And I'm sorry, I said God, but I meant Humphreys. But either way, I have both Edelman and Humphreys, and I'll, I'll start them both. But if I had to choose, I, what would you do, Edelman or, or Adam Humphreys? I'd go with Humphreys. I'd go with Edelman. I knew you guys. No, Xavier that. Howard. That secondary is going to be even more of a disaster. Cameron Brait is he a must start or is he in that Kyle Rudolph crap burger group? He is he, just above crap burger status. Yeah, he's he's uh, in a tough spot. I mean, the Saints have been awesome against tight ends. They actually, the Bucks have the highest yardage total against the Saints from their tight end, which was O.J. Howard in Week One at 54 yards. I know, crazy. And they've only allowed one touchdown. It was to Mark Andrews. There's the good tight ends. Then there's Cameron Brait. Then there's the crap burger. <laughs> okay, uh, Saints DST is top ten. They've been very good. Tampa Bay has been a tough matchup the last two weeks, but. You know, the Saints, like even in that game against Dallas, they, they came through. Their defensive line is just playing so, so well. So they probably don't need to hire any defensive linemen 
in New Orleans. But if you need to hire someone for your company, there's the smart way to do it, and that is ZipRecruiter.com. And specifically, if you want to try it for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's how you try ZipRecruiter for free. So why is ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire? Because it is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. It does not depend on candidates finding you. ZipRecruiter goes out and finds them for you. And then the powerful matching technology takes over, scans thousands of resumes. You don't have to look at the resumes. Let ZipRecruiter do that. Identifies the people with the right skills, the right education and experience for your job, and then says to those people, hey, here's a great job. Apply for it. And then you get qualified candidates and you get them fast. Make the smart decision, people. Use ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Atlanta at Green Bay. I do not have a stat of the game for this, and I could not find any interesting stats about Green Bay, Wisconsin. Matt Ryan. What? Well, I found one, but I've used it before. They invented the first like non-splintered toilet paper in Green Bay. Yeah, I know. Starter sit Matt Ryan. Uh, I'm starting him. I like him. I think the Falcons put up points. I think the Packers put up points. This might be the Bonanza. Oh, crap. I don't have that. The Bonanza. So, <laughs> wait. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I've been so bad the last couple of weeks. This is the, the same stick you've been doing for 10 years. Did I get it right last week, Steelers Chargers? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, he did. Heath is so harsh. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think. Yes, you did. We went through this. Did we? I thought we decided he didn't. No, he did. Because Roethlisberger got to 21 points in a week where it was a terrible quarterback. I don't remember okay. even going through it. Okay. Yes, Roethlisberger was good. Rivers was great. Uh, that you got so both, bad, though. You got Justin Jackson saved. Justin from... Jackson doesn't count. He doesn't count. That's the thing. That Juju was count. bad. What's that? Juju was bad. Juju was bad. I don't think Eckler I got it. Was bad. I don't but think King I got Allen it. Allen was awesome. Who was? Allen was awesome. Peter Allen, yeah. Antonio was awesome. Yeah. Connor was awesome. Yeah. I don't... Uh, all right. You know what? I'm going to give it to myself. All right. I'll think about I'm nervous about this game. But how, how do you not have a bonanza? I'll get it. Uh, give me five. No, 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 give me no. Two minutes. It, it, it should be the easiest thing you do. I didn't think about it. That's all. Now I'll think about it. Do, do you think about your child? I'm gonna go with Sunday Night Football. Rams and Bears. Rams and Bears. Bonanza. I have all more right. faith in Jared Goff than you guys do. Yes, I Is think this about the my first child. Time you've ever picked a bonanza where Jamie had both quarterbacks outside of us top twelve. Possibly. That's a good point. I like it. I have more faith. All right. uh, We got like five games to get to here. So Atlanta, Green Bay. I'm just a little nervous because Ryan hasn't really been playing all that well. And neither is Rodgers. (laughs) Which quarterback do you like better? Rodgers by a lot. Okay. Rodgers is a must start for you guys this week? Yep. All right. You got faith. Um, Would you start Tevin Coleman? I don't want to. Uh, no, there, there's th- this may be an Edo Smith game. Would you start any receivers other than Julio Jones and Devontae Adams? I think uh, Calvin Ridley's a good number three. Who? Ridley. Yep. Ridley's got to be behind Humphreys and Godwin, I assume. Yes. yes. I have to make a decision. Ridley or Dante Pettis? Pettis. I have them back to back. Say Pettis. I, I think it's Pettis. Okay. Just making it easy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I actually have got Ridley ranked higher. Which tight end do you like better in this game? (laughs) 
<laughs> Hooper. Uh, Graham. Hooper for Heath. Graham for for Jamie. Uh, did you guys like any either of these two? Uh, I like what Graham did last week. I put Graham in the crap burger. Um, but again, I, as I said with Burton, he could have a big game. He showed us last week that he's not dead. Green Bay does allow the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I know Heath doesn't care about that. And Jamie and Dave both have Hooper 10th. Heath has him 7th. Uh, all right. Aaron Jones a must start. I think we're good here. Sit the DSTs. Okay, that was kind of turbo. Denver at San Francisco. Denver has allowed 89 or more receiving yards to a wide receiver in five straight games. How about that? So how much faith do you have in Dante Pettis? He's low end number two. Yeah, low end number two. High end flex. High end number three. So it seems like he's just behind the two Bucks guys. Not Evans. Yes. But... Okay. All right. So you're starting Dante Pettis. And you're starting Philip Lindsay. Cor- Cortland Sutton or Dante Pettis? I actually have Sutton ranked higher now. Sutton. As well you uh, should. Pettis and PPR. Sutton on PPR. All right. Here's the stat. There have been 17, I give the stat every week, but it's updated. There have been 17 wide receivers with six or more targets against the Niners. 17 wide receivers, six or more targets. And Thir- all of them scored a touchdown, right? 13 of them have had either 100 yards or a touchdown or both. And then, it- to boot, last week, there were three Seahawks wide receivers that did not have more than four targets, and they caught a touchdown. And all every week, the 49ers have given up a touchdown to a wide receiver. No, no, that's Tampa Bay. It is not San Francisco. You said San Francisco. No, I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, did, you say, did you say Julian Edelman a little while ago? Yes, when you that, about I, that I did say, but I did not okay. say. You said San Francisco. Matt Lacoste. Yeah, because you. Take a flyer out of my... Matt Lacoste or Dan Arnold, who's a better waiver wire tight end? I would go Lacoste. I would go Lacoste also. No Mullins, and then we did break down Jeff Wilson earlier. He needs to be involved in the passing game. He should be involved in the passing game. Where do you have um, Jeff Wilson in non-PPR? Where do you have him in PPR? Uh, he's right around 15 in PPR, closer to 20 in non-PPR. I've got him right around 15 in non-PPR, right around 12 in PPR. Okay, so if you want more analysis on Jeff Wilson, right around the 20-minute mark of today's show. Uh, no, around the 17-minute mark of today's show, we started talking about those waiver wire running backs. Anything I'm missing here? You're not interested in Marquise Goodwin, I assume? Nope. Um, I'll just say that I I really think George Kittle should be in a lot of your DFS lineups. There's enough cheap running backs that you don't have to go cheap at tight end. He's a lot cheaper than Travis Kelsey. And last I saw, his projected ownership was like 5%. So I am going to play a ton of George Kittle. And Kittle versus Jalen Samuels, uh, what would you do? Kittle. Kittle versus Jalen Samuels? At tight end, another side. Oh, yes, Kittle. I'm sorry. I forgot about the tight end thing for a second. And Denver's DST is top five, even without Chris Harris. You guys are cool with that? Yep. Okay. Mullins doesn't need a, a good corner to pick him off. <laughs> Philadelphia at Dallas. You know, we talk about fantasy stats all the time. How about this? Dallas is second in the NFL in scoring defense behind Baltimore. Uh, and then how about this? This surprised me. Philadelphia is actually first in time of possession. Dallas is seventh. Um, but here's the stat of the game. This is for Golden Tate. Golden Tate has had seven to ten targets, uh, I think, in three straight games. There have been nine wide receivers with seven to ten targets against Dallas. Only three of them 
have had more than 66 yards. Those were Tate, Aguilar, and Julio Jones. Now, some of them scored, but scoring's harder to do than the yards. You know, hard to predict anyway. Three out of nine had more than 66 yards with seven to ten targets. That's pretty interesting. So I will ask you this. Are there any Eagles— And, then, and that was Tate with Philly. Yes. I mean, oh, no, sorry, with, with, with Detroit. Detroit. Are there any Eagles that you want to start this week? Zachary. Yeah. I'm— <laughs> We're not reminded. Are there any Eagles other than Zach Ertz that you want to start this week? No. Okay. Talk to me about Josh Adams. He's a. Uh, I don't think he's a bad flex, especially in non PPR. I do like him more than Spencer Ware, Tevin Coleman, Chris Carson. That range of running backs. Um, I like him more than Peyton Barber and Jordan Howard, but he's not a top twenty-four guy. All the guys you named, I think, are uh, in the same conversation. Is this the running back, Kratberger? Yes. I'm wondering how good he is because, like, his last two games, you know, 20 carries is great, but nobody gets that against Dallas. Most running backs that would get 20 or 22 carries against the Giants and the Redskins would probably do better than him. (laughs) But uh, because, you know, he had 84, 85 yards. What's his yards per carry? It's less than four. Uh, It's probably right around four. Dallas gives up 3.6 yards per carry. You don't have... No, like I don't. Not, is he not in your database? Well, I was just looking at the last two games. <laughs> oh, his yards per carry over the last, because it's 4.9 for the season. No, just the last two games, it's, I think it's right around four. Well, he has 20 for 85. That would be over four, right? Yeah, but 22 for 84 would be under four. So I think it's four. Yeah, okay, we'll say that. Uh, Tate or Josh Adams in PPR, who's a better flex? Tate. Yeah, I think in PPR he probably is. Tate's not complete garbage, is he, this week? No. Okay. He's better than Michael Gallup. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. How about Tate or Larry Fitzgerald? Fitz. Fitz. Tate or Theo Riddick? Tate. Yeah. Start or sit Dak Prescott? Uh, he's in the same conversation with me, for me, with Trubisky and Wentz and Cousins. And Wilson. I would start him over Carson Wentz, but that's the only typical starter that I'm starting him over. Yeah, I think uh, Zeke it will be quite expensive, but will be in my some of my DFS lineups. He should go off. Cooper should have a big game, and that is it. Dallas DST, interested at all? 55% own? Yes. They're, they're okay. <laughs> I'm not particularly interested, but they're okay. All right, we got Detroit at Arizona. Stat of the game. In their last six games, Arizona's been destroyed by number one wide receivers. Thielen, Sanders, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams. 13 or more fantasy points in non-PPR, 20 or more fantasy points in PPR. Uh, so Kenny Galladay looks like a safe bet. We already did start meter for this, so Matthew Stafford, no. Do you, Jamie, you, you seem to express some confidence in the Garrett Blunt. Yeah. Uh, do you... Okay, counter to that would be that last week he had 16 carries for 61 yards against the Rams, and I think the Cardinals have a better run defense than the Rams. It's pretty similar. Uh, but they give up a lot more touchdowns. They do. So you think that's it? he has a better chance to score? Yep. All right. What else in this game? Is this he... is a pretty yeah. uneventful game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start David Johnson, flex Larry Fitzgerald. Um... Yeah. Blunt and non-PPR, Riddick and PPR. Start Kenny Galladay. Would you start Larry Fitzgerald or Jarvis Landry? 
think I have Jarvis one spot higher. Uh, Landry in non PPR, Fitzgerald in PPR. Okay. Guess the stat line for Larry Fitzgerald. Five. Go ahead. Five fifty-five and uh, half a touchdown. <laughs> I'll go five for seventy-five. Sit the DSTs. Giants. Why? What? Why? I thought you had them as sits. Uh, no, I think they're low-end streamers. They're outside my top twelve, but they're not bad. Really? So you so you're questioning me on that? You have the Cardinals fifteenth, and where are the Lions? I don't think they're bad streamers. Okay, but they're they're probably sits. Giants at Redskins. Would you start the Giants DSTs over uh, Cardinals and Lions? Giants DST, um, ladies and gentlemen. No. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I, none of those defenses Jamie, are in my top twelve. I don't think you would not start the Giants DST over. I have the, the Giants. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I I missed her. Yes, I would start the Giants over those guys. I would too, but I'm not. I'm not benching like the Vikings for any of those three. Now you talk about an easy game. I mean, you're starting Barkley and you're starting Beckham. I think Ingram, Reed, and Peterson are the interesting ones. I suppose. Uh you want to talk about them? <laughs> uh, Reed and Ingram are in the crap burger. Um, <laughs> Peterson, I'm probably starting. Yep. I would start the waiver wire guys over Peterson. Um, yes. But uh, Reed, I think, I don't really see much difference, honestly, between Colt McCoy and Mark Sanchez. So I think those targets will still be the same. And Ingram, I don't want any part of, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Reed or who did we just talk about? Uh, so, like, Jordan Reed, you'd start over Dan Arnold? I'd start him over Brait. <gasps> yeah, okay. Saints are amazing against tight ends, or they have been this year. And I know Heath would not do that. Because you have Brait eighth, I believe. Yep. All right, I'll just throw some, some Adrian Peterson questions at you. Adrian Peterson or Mark Ingram? Ingram. Uh, Peterson, but it's close. Maybe I'll switch that. Adrian Peterson or... Kenyon Drake. Peterson. Peterson. Adrian Peterson or Sammy Watkins if he plays. Peterson. Peterson. And Baldwin or Peterson. Peterson. Yep. That's it. That's our show. Great show. Ready Don't for you have a, a butterfinger eat? Are you going to pick the Bonanza? I already did. Who'd you pick? Gotta what? Go by. I picked Bears Rams. Where were you? Remember you said both quarterbacks outside the top 12? What's happening here? All right, I'm out of here. My mind is blown. We're out of here. Mailbag tomorrow. Bye, everyone. No, 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 no.